Hey guys, this is Leticia. And I'm Micah. And And welcome welcome to to Real Talk. Talk. So we're two young adults who are just trying to figure this thing called life out. So join us on this journey as we figure it out together. Well, hello, hello, hello. What's up, Micah? Man, uh, what is up? Yeah, I'm excited to not just be talking about myself this time. That'd be nice. (laughs) Me too, a little bit. Your voice was was a lot. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I am kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so what is the topic for today, Leticia? Well, so the other night I was praying and um, I was just spending time with the Lord and I immediately heard the word condemnation. And I was like, okay, God. And I knew that it was exactly for this podcast. I knew it wasn't like in my life. It was for this podcast. Um, So today I really want to talk about condemnation um, because this has been a year. And I know last week we touched on it a little bit that it's been a year. But um, just for me specifically, it has literally been a year of condemnation um, from the enemy. And I'm sure that there are other people that, are feeling that right now or have felt that. Um, And I just, I really want to talk about that because the enemy cannot take us in this, this form through condemnation. And he takes a lot of people um, away from Jesus because of that. And so I really want to talk about it because he almost even took me. There was moments where I was just sitting and I was just like, Lord, like I, I can't even serve you anymore because I'm such a sinner. Um, and so I, I really want to talk about that today. Um, and and I, I'm glad we're talking with you specifically um, because you are a woman that really, really knows how to encourage and put life into someone. Um, and so this is, I'm really excited we're doing it together. Mm, well, thank you for your kind words. I'm <clears throat> constantly encouraged by you. So I, I even, I know I know a little bit of it, but I want to, hear a little bit more about this year and how the Lord has been working and moving um, against condemnation in your life. So can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So <clears throat> started January 1st, Micah. <laughs> January 1st. Um, mm. It th- This year just started terribly. Um, I fell back into just some old patterns and um, you know, patterns that I've been free from for a long time. You know, when I got saved, the Lord freed me from, you know, porn and masturbation and, and just, um, even doing things with guys and, and all that stuff. And like this year, the Lord, um, showed me that I had kind of gotten prideful and I, I started the race with him, right? I started, um, I only got free because of him. But I guess Mm -hmm. this year I really came to a point where I remember saying out loud, like, I don't even think I was with anyone, but I just remember saying out loud one day, like, man, um, I'm never going to go back to porn again. Like, I'm I'm free from that, you know, but it was kind of like a prideful Mm -hmm. thing. It wasn't like, oh, I'm free because of Jesus. And, you know, like it it kind of became prideful just even saying those words out loud. Right. Um. And so this year, January 1st until, I don't know, maybe a month, two months ago, um, 
I fell back into those patterns, into the 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 porn and masturbation. And I wasn't going to fully share this because it's an area that I'm I'm still battling mentally. The Lord has sustained me, but I'm still battling it mentally um, daily. Yeah. And you know that I, you know, I tell you every day I'm, I'm still battling um, having to choose to not do those things because of our flesh. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so this whole year, I, when I fell back into that, well, the f- way it happened was I had a dream that I did that. Right. I had a dream and I woke up and literally my flesh was just like, do it. And I haven't yeah. had that desire in so long that it was just, I was like, what? I literally thought I was dreaming when I woke up. Like I thought it was still in a dream because it was so surreal. Mm-hmm. And pretty much that just led me down a, a road of falling back into that um, area that I had been free from since you know, 2017, 2018. Um, and I just felt like, wow. The one thing I said I was not going to fall back into, I fell back into. And every mm-hmm. day the enemy would just condemn me and be like, well, look at you falling back into the same thing. You can't be free from this again. How are you even yeah. How are you even free from it the first time? Look at how hard it is to say no. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. And it was just like a constant battle daily. And um, <clears throat> at one point I was like, Lord, like, how was I even free from this? Because it's it it was so hard to fight it every day, um, and so I was battling that. Um, I I dated someone actually earlier this year. It was a quick relationship, and actually, it was the purest relationship I've ever had. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. um, you know, that was just a relationship I shouldn't have been in um, at all. Even though it was pure, it just, I shouldn't have been in that relationship. Um, And so that was another thing that I was just battling. Um, And, you know, I just remember being in a place of, I I was in my bed one night and the enemy was just condemning me like rough, like so rough. And I remember, um, my friends called me to like pray with me and just like be on the phone with me because like I could not sleep like this was the enemy was attacking me so hard that I could not even sleep and um I have a really guilty conscience so whenever I do anything bad or anything that's you know wrong or whatever or perceived as wrong I have a very guilty Mm -hmm. conscience and so I remember just laying in my bed and I felt like like literally like I was suffering and so my friends stayed on the phone with me and they prayed with me. And I remember that night I woke up every single hour and um, I had written down a few scriptures in my phone on condemnation. Um, and one of the scriptures was the story of um, the woman at the well or no, not the woman at the well, the woman um, who was caught in adultery. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't know the story, it's um, it's in the Bible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Very specific, Latisa. Yes. Um, (laughs) But it talks about a woman who was brought to Jesus. And the men, you know, they said, um, Jesus, this woman was caught in adultery. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing it. This is not exact. But he says, you know, um, those from among you, whoever is without sin, cast the first stone. 
And it says that men, you know, started to leave because everyone has sin, right? So no one could throw the stone. The only one left was Jesus. Um, And he was so unbothered. He was just drawing in the dirt, it says. Like he was in the dirt, like drawing or or writing or whatever. And I guess he looks up and he he says, woman, has no one, um, you know, condemned you? And she said, no. And he said, well, neither do I. Now go and sin no more. And so that was one of the scriptures I had. I wrote, neither do I. Now go and sin no more. And literally that night where I was, the enemy Mm. was just attacking me. And he was like, you can't even serve the Lord anymore. You're just, you've done too many bad things. You can't even keep going. You can't even tell people about Jesus because do you even know Jesus? Like you're doing all of these old things you used to do. Do you even know Jesus? Like all of these thoughts Mm -hmm. were just playing in my mind. And it was like, I could not stop them. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt so weak that I just let them play, you know? And so I remember, I guess I fell asleep and I woke up every hour and I literally would wake up and I would be like, neither do I now go and sin no more. Neither do I now go and sin no more. Neither do I now go and sin no more. And I would, wow. I would fall back asleep and I would wake up again and say the same thing. And it was like, it was like the Lord was just sustaining me. It was, it, it, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. It was so crazy, Micah. Um, I love that. And even just to cut you off for a second, I love that because there's so much power in our words, yeah. right? So we're either speaking life or death in everything that we say, which going into that is a, is a different thing because that gets really intense. But um, the fact that he had you speaking out loud that phrase is just so powerful to me because you had to, I mean, that's, that's, that's warfare, right? Like you were coming against the enemy's attacks and condemnation, uh, by just saying that right there, because that's scripture. So you were speaking scripture, speaking life, um, into the atmosphere and over yourself. So I love that, that he had you do that, uh, you know, every single hour, just covering, covering, covering. Um, so I, I love that. It was crazy. Like it, it, it was kind of surreal in a sense um you know but it sustained me that night and sometimes nights are like that you know where yeah you just keep meditating on the same scripture over and over you know um and Mm. so that night like I don't know I guess I woke up the next morning and um I was still battling it because this was just a constant battle that I was facing um and I remember I texted one of my teacher friends and just asked her to pray for me and um, asked my friends to pray for me. And I was praying too, but it just, you know, sometimes when you're in that that headspace, it feels like you mm-hmm. can't pray. And I know that that's yeah. a lie, but that's how the enemy makes you feel. Um, mm-hmm. You feel so weak that you just need your, your believer friends to really hold yeah. you up. Um, that's right. And That's why community is so important, but yeah. Yeah, it really is because I don't know um, where I would be if they weren't able to, to hold hold me up and speak life over me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a little bit of my year. So that happened. And then just slowly, um, the I began to just constantly repeat scripture, repeat scripture and meditate on it because my mind was just at work constantly in a negative way that I had to like, yeah. you know, really go against it with scripture. Um, and it took a while, uh, every day battle. Um, but yeah, 
thankfully the Lord finally took me out of that like dark cloud because it really felt like a dark cloud where I just I literally felt like I could not I couldn't tell people about him I couldn't um, share what he was doing in my life because I was still you know falling into into Mm. this this sin that I didn't want to fall into but I just it was so hard to say no to Um, and this is me being super vulnerable but this is the point of the podcast you know if there's no point in doing it if if we're not going to be vulnerable and I think there's a lot of people that probably do struggle with this and we don't get into depth enough with it um But we can say it's a common, yeah, everybody deals with it. But but to actually go into and reveal your own dirt yeah. is another story. So I just, I, I thank you so much for sharing. I mean, that's so powerful. And I'm sure for me, it's, it's freeing to even hear somebody else share about that. Um, but for, you know, anyone listening to hear that, that's that's got to be so freeing just to think, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm not alone in this. And I can speak about it and actually when I when I share about what I'm going through um darkness has to flee because there's vulnerability and and light is being shown on it so thank you so much for uh for stepping out and and doing that um yeah I as you were as you were talking I felt like the Lord reminded me that that pride and and condemnation go hand in hand Mm. they're kind of partners because that's that's the identity, literally the identity, <clears throat> excuse me, of the enemy. Because as Lucifer in heaven, right, he started out with this this pride that I want to be better than God. I want to be like God, whatever. Yeah. Why can't I be the best? And then he was condemned. Mm. And so he projects that identity onto everybody else. Mm. Um, so his sin produced pride and, you know, condemnation. And so almost every believer that I talk to has dealt with, I would say actually every believer that I've talked to has dealt with pride and condemnation. But how do we actually combat that? Like what are the practical steps to combat that and, um, you know, just receive this this identity as a daughter or a son um, of the father? That's really, really hard. Um, because when we, when I sin, when I fall and I get it too, I deal with the same things, you know, even just this morning I was having to battle the, the temptation to go to porn and, and masturbation as well. And thankfully the Lord sustained me through this morning, but like, that's a constant struggle. So, you know, even in those thoughts, I was like, God, oh my gosh, I just, I feel so unworthy even because I'm wanting to go to this because there's this desire um, but rem- remembering that, and I was reading this morning in, in my devotional, um, God didn't just die for, uh, for your past and for what is to come, you know, for your future and, and what he has for you. He died for the present. And so it, even in the devotional that I read, it, it literally said, you know, the, the sin, the sexual uh, sin temptation that seems to keep drawing you back and uh, you feel like you keep succumbing to, he died for that as well. Mm-hmm. So he died to be in the mess with you. Um, and so just recognizing like, God, because I'm your daughter, because you chose me first, because you adopted me uh, into your family without asking me to be perfect, you chose, you knew that I would be going through this right now. 
and you chose to step into this with me. There is no fear and condemnation in perfect love. So even as we talked about last week, you know, as we're as we're constantly learning and, and walking towards love, um, perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out pride and condemnation. Um, and so I think just constantly asking for a new encounter yeah. uh, with his love and then also allowing yourself to be molded and transform. I mean, there's there should be constant evolving and transforming of our minds as we move along in our journey as believers. And so I can't expect, you know, this, this perfection of my mentality even, um, but just laying it all at his, at his feet, yeah. you know. All we can do, even right after I've sinned, just saying, okay, Father, I, I know this is the 4,000th time, but I'm coming back to you because you knew that I would be in this place yeah. now. You knew that I would fall right now, yet you still chose. Mm. So there has to be a constant reminding of, of yourself. And sometimes it does take, you know, other believers standing alongside you to remind yourself. But um, the constant speaking life, the constant going back in scripture. Okay, what does your word say? Do you love me, you know, yeah. even in my worst? And he does. I mean, um, he died for his and enemies. That's just, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, and it's it's hard because we are partnering with the enemy when we when we sin. So there's no condoning that. But like you said, he died for his enemies. Yeah. So even when we become that, he still chose. He still died. You know that doesn't change. And the thing about God is that He is all knowing, right? He is all-knowing, mm-hmm. and he is over everything and in control of everything. So like you're saying, like, he knew you would be here. When I got saved, yeah. he knew that in January 1st of 2021, I would be in this place. Um, yeah. It's not a surprise to him. And I think for us, it's a surprise to us. So we think it's going to be a surprise to God. And we're like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I know you, you know, you thought I was going to stay straight and narrow. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry that I messed up your 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 timeline for me. No, like he oh, knew this. Yeah. Like we put God in a small box, but he already knew. He knows our mm. whole life. Um, we just yeah. see this small part of it, you know, and it feels huge. You know what? Yeah, then that's that's crazy because what you just said made me remember. I I think we briefly talked about this uh, the last time we were together, but thinking that I am big enough, great enough mm. to mess up God's plan, yeah. that is pride. That's, we're not that important. <laughs> because right, because that's placing myself as God. Yeah. Right, that's giving me more power than I see Him as having. So I'm idolizing myself. And it's weird because in that moment, we're not looking at it that way. But but that's what it is. Again, pride and condemnation, I really believe, go hand in hand. So constantly, I mean, throughout our, our days, throughout our life, throughout our journey, there's this constant pull, this natural inclination to identify with the enemy. So, and I believe I was writing this down in my journal yesterday this life as a believer, as a Christian, is learning how to live away from and contradict uh, my natural instincts, mm. my natural tendencies. So my natural tendencies are to come into agreement with the identity of the enemy, which is pride and, and condemnation that says you can't be vulnerable. Um, you know, you have to appear as perfect, uh, you know, 
you're not loved unless you do, 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 or you're this, um, you're, you know, all of this, but it's living, learning to live, contradicting that identity because that's, that's a a sin identity. That's our, our old nature. So as we learn to take on sonship. Oh, go ahead. Finish. Yeah. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, you, um, reminded me of that a few weeks ago. Um, I think we were talking, so, so Micah and I, we started a thing where, um, we're trying to hold each other accountable because we both struggle with, you know, masturbation and porn and those different things. So, um, every day we send each other a check at the end of the night and that just means like we didn't fall. Or an X. Or an X. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of X's in there. Yeah. Um, or an X and, um, you know, I, honestly, it's gotten a lot, we've, in the past had good a lot of checks we've been having a lot of checks recently which is nice and yes of course there are still some days where you fall but um we're keeping each other accountable so that when we do fall we are lifting each other up and we're praying and we're you know just being there with one another um and i remember a few weeks ago um i sent a voice message to micah because she lives like four hours away so all of our talking is normally I'm in Wakanda. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, but we most of our talking is through voice messages because we live, you know, four hours apart from each other. Um, but I remember I sent her something and I was just I, I remember saying something like, oh, we're just such sinners. And she corrected me <laughs> and it was a needed correction. Um, she was like, Leticia, you have to stop saying that. You have to stop seeing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um as that dirty wicked sinner like that is why jesus died and when you accepted him you accepted a new title now we are Mm. sons and daughters of a king we are royalty we are holy we are righteous jesus sees us as holy he doesn't see us how we see ourselves he already Mm -hmm. sees us as holy because god sees us as holy because of jesus Um, and so it was just a huge reminder and it made me think about kids and people just in everyday life. If you keep telling a a child that they're dumb and they're dumb and they're dumb and they're dumb, they're going to believe they're dumb and they probably will be dumb Mm -hmm. because they are, you know, they're, they're accustomed. Take on that identity. Yeah. Yeah. And so if we keep calling ourselves sinners and sinners and sinners and sinners and sinners, we're going to keep mm-hmm. continue in that place because we don't believe that we can be yep. anything else. So our words, yep. how we see ourselves, um, what we affirm over ourselves, that you are worthy, that you are holy, that you are loved. Um, if we continue meditating on that daily, not just because we are just doing empty um, affirmations, but affirmations of the one who created us, right? If we continue in that daily, we will eventually begin to believe it. It might take time, but you, when you said that to me, Micah, it really reminded me like, oh yeah, Jesus died because, so I can have a new identity in him. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that so freeing and just like, oh my gosh, (laughs) empowering. Like I'm, I am the daughter of a king. Yeah. He adopted me. I am no longer an orphan. It's an, it's a brand new identity. Yeah. And that's why we call it being born again. You know, it's it's a, a new life, a new, I, I am not the same. I am a completely different 
being. My old nature is gone. And if I, if I believe what the Bible says, at least, you know, then, yeah. then my old nature is gone. It's, it's taking on that faith like a child. Okay, if it's in this book, then I believe it. And that's what it is. And it's done yeah. in Jesus' name, you know? And sometimes it so is it's funny that, it's hard to believe that yeah, sometimes, you know? It is. It is. It's practicing that. Like I said, you know, uh, learning to come into agreement with, with the new nature, you know, coming out of agreement with the old identity. And it's so funny that, that you <laughs> said that because as we like cut each other off, I was saying sons and daughters and I was going to go into that. So that is so That's funny. Crazy. Um, so we had the same, we had the same train of thought. So, um, yeah. And I, I first started learning and, and, I don't know. I've, I felt enlightened um, in regards to, oh my gosh, I am a daughter. You know, I, I take on this new identity because I started listening to Todd White. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listen to Todd White. I have. Before, um, yeah. He is, okay, yeah, he's over lifestyle Christianity. Um, and I had, I had heard of him. I had seen some of his stuff before. Um, but I started uh, just, just listening to his heart because um, me and my best friend were talking about it was basically what happened with you and I. I was like, you know, I'm never going to be perfect. I'm probably going to sin every day, blah, blah, blah. And and my best friend was like, well, actually, you don't have to because we have a new identity. And so some people get upset when Todd White says this, but Todd White says that he hasn't, like, uh, fallen in certain areas or hasn't fallen in general. I, I don't know. Um for an extended period of time mm. because of this mindset shift and mentality of, okay, I wake up and I remind myself that I am, I am, I'm learning to walk in sonship and daughterhood. And so that I, I'm, I'm learning to look more like my father because he's taken me on and I now have this, uh, you know, this bond with him where I don't have to be afraid to come to him. I, there's no condemnation, no fear. So I feel like stepping into that new identity is what casts out the condemnation and the pride because it's just this total like, you accept me and you love me and I am new. I am made completely new. So coming out of, and, and even praying into this, okay, in the name of Jesus, I just come out of agreement and uh, agreement and alignment with who the enemy says I am and the uh, the enemy's identity over my life because no man can serve two masters. Yeah. So I choose to come into agreement and alignment with who you say I am, Lord. And then asking him, Father, who do you say I am? Mm. And then praying what he prays over you, singing what he sings over you, saying what he says over you. And that really, when you practice, it is it is a practiced thing, right? We have to be intentional about this walk. But as we practice that, then it becomes more of a lifestyle. Then it becomes second nature. Yeah. You know, that, then that becomes normal. Um, so what is the new normal and how do we, how do we step into that and, and actively do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know like, so. I know for me, um, because I was never used to hearing such like kind things about myself, I've always had a mm. very negative mindset about myself like I can believe that the Lord says that you are worthy and that you are loved Mm -hmm. and that you are all of these things but then when the Lord says it to me Mm -hmm. and this is this is a little psychotic but this is how I think um when the Lord says says it to me I'm like how dare you God like don't say anything like that like that's like don't say Mm -hmm. that to me like why would you say that and it's like I get I get defensive 
um, to him saying kind things to me because I'm so, it's like a new language. It's like, I don't, I don't know what that language is, God. Like, stop. Like, you're just talking. I don't know what you're saying. And that's how it has felt for me. Um, And so I actually was talking to um, a woman at church on Wednesday and she grew up with the same sort of mindset and the same sort of ideals and and felt the same way about herself, very insecure and um, a lot of negative thoughts. And But she's the sweetest woman and she is so kind and so loving. And I was like, but how, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you, we grew up yeah. with the similar mindsets, but you're so different. And she was like, I had to do the work. And I was Mm. like, okay. And so she sent me this sermon um, by this pastor named Craig Grosho, something like that, um, from Life Church. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he talks a lot about the mind and rewiring the mind and renewing the mind and what that actually means, like, biblically and how we practically do that. Um, yeah. And he, he wrote a book called Winning the War in Your Mind and pretty much how to kind of reframe your, your thoughts um, biblically, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm reading the book and it's so good. And like I got, I, I, I gave a copy to all my friends and we're reading it because we all struggle with the same things. Um, but it just shows that even if you grew up a certain way with certain thoughts, believing certain things about yourself. And I think a lot of us struggle with this. Um, just I'm sorry pause yeah. I didn't get a copy um, I didn't get a honey, copy yours is, yours is on the way <laughs> you're, you're four you hours said, you, said, <laughs> you said I gave a copy to all my friends and I was like hold on hold on I stopped listening I said wait I didn't get my copy Listen, I already gave you a book when I was there have you finished it <laughs> so anyway what were you saying uh-huh. <laughs> yes so let me know when you finish and I'll send it <laughs> I'll send it to you <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, but um, <clears throat> what was I saying? Um, I'm sorry. No, yes, no, no, it's the okay. Unlearning and then and then relearning. <laughs> yeah. So unlearning and relearning. Um, and yeah. it's you know I just started it, but it's so good. And I'm like, okay, if I want to not have these same thoughts for the rest of my life, I have to do the work. And it was really encouraging to see somebody else who. Um, is was very similar. We had very similar upbringings, but she's so different. She's so loving and so outwardly mm. gentle and kind and and has like all the fruits of the spirit, really. Um, wow. And it wasn't because she was naturally like that. This is very mm-hmm. unnatural to her. But over time, she did the work. She renewed her mind daily. Yeah. She read the book. She spent time with Jesus and, and really got to know his character and began to believe what he said. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like I see somebody who has done it. So that means that there's hope for me. Um, yeah. And that's, it's, that's another reason why it's so important to have other believers around you. Because sometimes they mm-hmm. will be free from things or they will be so similar to you but be so different now and you get to see like wow okay I don't have to stay there like enemy you're a liar again and you told me I had to stay like this always because that's how I grew up but actually there's someone else that's just like me and they're so kind and so and I'm not saying I'm not kind Mm -hmm. but just outwardly they are just so you know what (laughs) (laughs) okay all right I remember that I remember that I love you so much. I'm 
Whatever. So we're gonna we're to... gonna fist fight next time we get together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Oh man, but that's so good. Yeah, just again, like okay, I'm learning to live in contradiction to what is natural and. Yeah. Uh, you know who the enemy says I am or who the world says I am or who I feel because our our emotions are not even though God is an emotional God and he created us to have emotions the enemy can also twist emotions Mm -hmm. and feelings are not how it is necessarily you know feelings are not the truth necessarily so everybody's talking about right now live your truth while you're living out of how you feel which is not necessarily the truth so um coming into alignment with what he says even if it doesn't feel right because when i give my life to jesus i say okay father have your way it's what you say over what i feel or what i know um so that's so good and and also the other night i had a dream um where i was kidnapped actually me and my daughter were were kidnapped Mm. and it was so scary i felt so helpless and all of these things and and this couple was driving me away in this van and I was like oh my gosh my life is over and then all of a sudden I remembered it's gonna sound funny but I remembered I was an Avenger <laughs> I did I'm not even what kidding were you watching re- before you went to sleep <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> you make me so mad bro <laughs> this is how the Lord speaks to me stop it so I literally I literally See, I can't even. You, you know what you're doing is you're placing shame on me because you know I feel like okay, I can't even finish. Say it now. <laughs> finish. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's almost like I became. <laughs> it's almost like I became Wolverine for a second because oh I was. Gosh. I like remembered. <laughs> I remember my power that I had. Mm. It's actually really powerful. Like I want to punch you right now. Mm. So that's powerful. I love it. <laughs> I re- <laughs> I remember the power that I had and I, I like I like put my fist to my side and then these like claws came out like Wolverine. I promise I'm not like a weirdo nerd that it only watches these movies. This is just how the Lord spoke to me. So anyway, <laughs> I, my claws came out and then I just started like slashing and fighting and all this stuff. Mm. And then it was crazy because I defeated those guys who originally took me and then I was faced with a bigger enemy and I had to keep fighting I started getting really really tired but I had to remember the power that was inside of me Mm. and reconnecting to and and obviously that relates to Jesus okay constantly coming back into alignment and and getting the power from the Holy Spirit and fighting and and each enemy kept getting bigger and bigger and then they kept getting defeated and then I knew okay persevere to the end just keep fighting 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 um and it's it's you're gonna be victorious you're gonna come to an end you have this within you you just have to tap into it um and so anyway it it ended up being a really really powerful dream but you know i did have to fight you know and i did get tired i did have to use strength and endurance and perseverance and um so sometimes not all the time but sometimes when when we listen to pastors or there are speakers who can almost put God into a box that says, you know, just trust and do nothing and he's going to do this. Yeah. And and I want to be careful with how I say it because there are times where we just need to be still. We just need to listen. But we're also called to fight. You know, we're warriors that are constantly every day and every moment placed on the battlefield in the spirit. And so we do have to want it so bad that we're willing to do the work for ourselves. Yeah. Um, 
Because as much as we have the believers, you know, surrounding us that we do need, they can't fight the battle for us. You know, obviously God is our, our, you know, he fights for us. He wars for us. But when we come into agreement with him, we go into the battle together. So it's me and him side by side, you know, David and Goliath type of situation. You know, obviously it was God's power that that, uh, was able to knock Goliath out ultimately, but David had to take the first step and pick up the stone and trust that his his Lord was going to come through for him and do the work. So, you know, it feels, it can feel helpless at times, but when we remember, okay, this is who my God is. And and that's when we have to tap into scripture, you know, even going back through those stories and seeing how God showed up. Okay, my God is going to show up. And I, I know that I don't feel, I, I don't feel this way right now. I don't feel this. I don't feel that. I don't feel like going to him because shame and condemnation is trying to get to mm. me. But I know that my God is going to show up and meet me there. Um, and that's when we encounter, you know, greater depths of his, his love and encounter that grace. Um, yeah, last weekend and even the weekend before I made some, some big boo-boos. I messed up, um, did some things that I, I shouldn't have done, made some, you know, uh, unwise decisions yeah. that the Lord tried to forewarn me, uh, with. And afterwards I was just like, Jesus, will I ever become free of this? Like, I'm so sorry. And, um, I remember, getting ready to go to church on Sunday. And I was like, I don't even think I should go to church. Like, mm. I'm sure I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm different from everyone else there because I just keep messing up and I'm just this, I'm just that. And I had to say, no, okay, I feel completely unworthy. I feel like you don't even want me in your midst right now, mm. Jesus. But I had to choose. I did have to choose to go. And even on the way to church, I called my mom Uh, just to talk to her uh, about what I had done. And I wasn't expecting to get the encouragement that I did. And she was just like, hey, it's not over for you. It's not over till it's over. You know, Mm -hmm. you haven't failed. You might have you might have failed this test, but he's got he's got another one lined up for you. And he's going to keep walking you through that until you get it right. You know, and he's not he doesn't get tired of going through the process with you. Yeah. He doesn't operate like a human. God is not a man, you know. He's he's God. He doesn't operate like human, so he doesn't give up on us. He doesn't. Um, so reminding ourselves of those truths and being reminded by others of those truths. And so I ended up going to church on Sunday and just being reminded of his, his radical love um, and then being ushered back into his presence as a daughter. Okay, I don't have to be scared to go to my dad yeah. and say, I messed up, dad, let's do this again. That's so beautiful. And that's how so. he wants us to come to him. But I think just because of mm-hmm. how life is and, and maybe how we are with our parents, we we put that on God. You know, if our parents didn't mm-hmm. want us around when we messed up, we put that, we believe that that's how God is. And yeah. um, that's why yeah. it's important that we know, you know his character. Yeah, and this is, just as a parent, um, I stopped putting Azaria, like, in a different space from me or putting her in another room or even doing timeouts. And I know some people do believe in timeouts, whatever, that's fine. But I stopped doing that because I was in church. She was an infant when I listened to this. Um, but the pastor was talking about how, as parents, you know, our, our kids – have us as their first understanding or idea of who God is. And so if we send them away when they mess up, they automatically associate that with the character of God. 
And so, you know, just being careful about things like that, you know, uh, obviously our kids aren't always going to be happy with how we discipline in the moment. Um, But, but not sending them away Mm. because he doesn't shun us when we mess up. He doesn't send us away. He says, come closer, Mm. you know? Um, And that's, that's really good. That's a radical idea. You know, that's, that's contrary to what we think because as soon as if you hurt me my my human response is ooh okay wall goes up i'm going to you know shut that part of her out you know whatever but god's response is come closer yeah. so it, it, the condemnation and and pride aspect that affects our relationships as well not just our vertical but our horizontal mm. because when people mess up against us it allows us, once we've experienced that, that encounter with grace and love, it encourages us to invite those people that hurt us. It invites us or causes us to invite them to come closer. And then when we hurt other people, um, it allows us to approach them differently yeah. um, and to not come to them in, in pride, but to say, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, you know, because they need to hear that too. Yeah. So. Um, it affects every aspect of our of our lives. And that's really good, even even as a teacher, you know. Um, mm. It makes me think of that, you know, as a teacher. And that's, I've tried to teach like Jesus this year, and there's been many days mm. where I fail. Um, but that is definitely something I'm going to start to implement, you know, um, bringing, them, bringing them near when they're being disciplined rather than having them sit out for something or, I mean, you know, there's still consequence to our actions that is natural, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you can't play mm-hmm. at recess, but that doesn't mean you can't play at recess and you have to be on another bench far away from Miss I, you know, you can be mm-hmm. on the same bench and we can talk about what happened and, you know, so definitely makes me think, yeah. um, even in, in being a teacher, because we are exemplifying what Jesus looks like to them um, through that yeah. too. Yeah. And teachers are with parents just as much as, you know, you, we're with the kids the same amount sometimes as, as the parents are with them. So we are really having mm. such a huge impact on how they grow up. Um, yeah. So that definitely encouraged me to think differently about how um, I do discipline and stuff like that. So. Thank you for that. That's awesome, Leticia. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, that that even just brought some healing to my heart because I remember in high school, you know, having so many teachers, it just seemed like they didn't care. Mm. And I always felt like I was just a bother in their class or if I had a question, you know, they wouldn't want to answer it or they wouldn't want. And so teachers really, really, really do play such a huge part yeah. in like, you know, yeah, I, I want to help. You know, I'm here to um to edify you and to to push you up you know and on your way not to bring you down or treat you like um like a problem or an inconvenience yeah yeah Yeah. and that is one Um, thing I I tried to do with my kids you know always tell them how worthy and how special they are especially when they mess up telling them that still and that's actually one thing that I think the Lord used to get back to me um, so wow. when my students would do something, you know, I would tell them, I don't think of you any different. You know, you're, you're no different. Wow. You're, you just made a mistake and we all make mistakes, but you are no different. I don't see you any different. And I think wow. the Lord used me saying that to them to like speak back to me because mm-hmm. it was like, let, I don't see you any different. 
you made a mistake. Yeah. We all make mistakes. Well, Jesus doesn't. But, you know, um, humans, yeah, yeah. humans, you're going to make a mistake. Um, but I see you no different. I, I love you. Like, you know, and he this year, God spoke to me so many times through my classroom. So mm. many times, Micah, like ridiculously. Um, and it was beautiful. But I think that's another reason that he another way that he took me out of condemnation. Um, wow. And I remember one day we were watching um, the story of the woman at the well because I always showed them Jesus. Bible stories are awesome. And we did Bible stories. But I wanted to make sure that they actually knew who Jesus was because it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you know about Noah's Ark if you don't know about Jesus. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. it wow. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so I always would, you know, just usher Jesus into the room. And, and you know, those kids, bro, they, they were freaking supernatural. I'm telling you, it was crazy. Um, but we were watching the woman at the well. And I remember in the in the, you know, the remaking of it on YouTube, um, the woman said to to Jesus, she said, but, you know, everyone, everyone, she said something like everyone hates me or everyone just um, I'm worthless. And 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 just these she was saying those types of things to Jesus. And he said, but I don't see you like that. And just that simple statement was just like. I remember, I think I cried while I was watching it in class because I was just like, like Jesus, Jesus, like he's constantly reminding us that even though everyone else might think we're a certain way or everyone else might um, say things to us and and speak down to us, he's like, but I don't see you like that. Wow. That's powerful. It is so powerful. powerful. And that, that is what draws us to him. His love, his loving kindness draws us. It's not yeah. anything else. It is that. And that's that's the part that leads us to repentance, yes. you know? Um, and I, as you were talking, too, I was, I was reminded that, like, okay, so humans were first created to be in the garden and have um, full, uh, you know, no, no limitations, full intimacy and fellowship with the Father. Yeah. That's why we were created. And then sin came into the world. So then when Jesus died he broke that veil he 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 tore the you know the wall or the barrier that caused us to come into that kind of intimacy again so even just you know if you're if you're battling condemnation or shame even just taking a moment to picture what what you think the garden looked like and picture yourself um as you know the first human being that walked on the planet with god in the garden you know totally unrestrained fellowship with the father that's what we're called into every moment every day of our lives in our relationship with jesus that's what we're called to because the veil the veil has been torn there is no restriction there's no restraint on that relationship anymore it's full uh fully we're fully back to the garden if we choose to tap into that so even just taking a moment to picture that, um, even if it doesn't feel right, you know, envisioning yourself there as, uh, you know, God's first love and he's your first love mm-hmm. and you just walk together in the garden. You know, there's there's no, because we look at <clears throat> when Adam and Eve sinned, we're like, oh my gosh, you know, they, they carried so much shame. They clothed themselves when, you know, they should have been naked and been able to be vulnerable with, with God <clears throat> and it's, it's remembering to take off that veil, take off 
you know, what we're trying to clothe ourselves with to hide from God because he already knows, right? And we know when we read that story, we're like, God already knows. Why did you try to hide? You you know, why did you try to do that? Mm. Um, But applying that to ourselves, okay, God, I choose to be totally naked in front of you and and know that you want to be here with me regardless of my mess, you know, Um, going back to the garden uh, because that's where he invites us back into once we accept what Jesus did and, and we, we choose that new life. Um, and that's so, so it's just so powerful. Wow. The work of the cross. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what you said about, um, you know, them trying to hide from God, isn't that what we do? <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. trying to hide. Um, but he, he's like, why are you trying to hide from me? I mean, he knows everything. I already know. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I knew yeah. you were going to do that, you know? Um, but I do want to talk about maybe some, some practical ways because, um, you know, we need to spend time with the Lord. We need to renew our mind, but like, what Mm -hmm. does that look like? Cause I think sometimes like podcasts can, or just in general, we can talk broadly about things, but how did the Lord take us out of that place? And, um, I want to talk about some practical things that people that maybe are suffering with condemnation can, can do, can start right now. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I guess there's a, there's a couple things and obviously I don't, I don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers, yeah. but just some things that I've done. Um, uh, the accountability situation is not just for when you mess up. Having an mm-hmm. accountability partner is keeping you accountable, um, in reminding you who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having, I, I think everyone should have an accountability partner, someone that you trust, someone that you know, um, someone that walks with the spirit, someone that um, is, is pursuing active relationship with the father. Um, you know, that's not seeking out somebody who is perfect because you're not going to find that individual. But um, I think in this relationship with you, Leticia, being able to have someone uh, to go to when I'm like, I feel so weak. I feel like I'm nothing right now. And just being able to say, Hey, like I need you to stand with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but even then I'm having to step out and be intentional about, okay, I know I need to be uplifted. I know I have to remind myself. So reaching out to an accountability partner and being vulnerable. Vulnerability is huge. Because if you're not willing to be vulnerable and transparent, then the pride is going to remain, yeah. which is ultimately, I feel like, the, the root of condemnation. So um, attacking that that as well, um, making sure that you're willing to be vulnerable with people. Um, and then in the moment when I'm feeling condemned, forcing myself, and this is, again, completely choosing to contradict what I feel or my old nature, Mm -hmm. getting into the word or even just sitting in worship and just sitting in the Lord um, saying, I know, you know, again, even if you don't feel it, I know that you love me and that you choose me. So reveal yourself to me as, as grace, as loving father who has redeemed me already, you know, reveal yourself to me in this moment as that, um, because I don't feel it and I need that. Mm. So asking, and that's being vulnerable with the Lord, you know, asking for that, uh, that renewed mind. So we do have to be constantly asking, um, for revelation and for that, that renewing that transformation of the mind. 
um, so that we we slowly but surely step out of that uh, condemnation mentality as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. The accountability is huge. And if you don't know someone or maybe you don't, you're not in contact with someone that you think you could be an accountability partner um, with, reach out Mm -hmm. to one of us. Um, We could, Mm -hmm. you know, even be your accountability partner until maybe you find one Um, or reach out to someone that Mm -hmm. you know is a believer and see if you guys can, um, you know, be accountability partners. Um, because that is mm-hmm. really so important, even in 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 having people praying over you. Um, you know, yep. I know that Micah's praying for me. I know Micah knows that I'm praying for her. You know, just having another mm-hmm. person that is keeping you lifted always yeah. um, is so yeah. important. And um, definitely, definitely, definitely speaking scripture over yourself daily. Just like we have anxious thoughts sometimes daily, we have to combat it daily with that, you know, and you can write it on flashcards, you can make it your wallpaper, you can, Micah gave me um, an example to write it, you know, draw it on my mirror, you know, with lipstick or whatever, Mm. Um, you know, just, I am loved, I am valued, I am, yeah, yeah, the words that he, he calls us, you know, I am set apart. I am chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, I am pursued. Mm. Um, all of those things, like writing it down and speaking it daily. And actually something I started doing recently that's really helped me is I look up um, on YouTube, they have like a 12 hour affirmations from the Bible. And I let that play mm. while I sleep because the enemy attacks me a lot in my dreams. Um even when I, wow. even after I listen to that, sometimes I wake up and he tempts me immediately and I have to literally just be like, you know, Satan, I rebuke mm. you. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been playing that so that literally in my subconscious mind, you know, it is, I am hearing those things while I am sleeping. It's playing over me. Um, and so that's something I've been doing recently just to really also wake up and, and, feeling joyful it definitely has helped me to just begin my days a little brighter um because that's good you know sometimes I wake up and I'm just like in a mood and I'm like why am I in a mood (laughs) so that's definitely yeah that's definitely helped me to um wake up with just those things in my head every day um so that's awesome yeah those are some practical steps that you can take um but the accountability the um speaking over yourself and and just being vulnerable being transparent Mm -hmm. because i i was telling micah earlier like a lot of us don't want to be that transparent because it's awkward and it's you know you don't know if that person is going to be transparent back but the enemy Mm -hmm. can only keep you in a place um forever if you don't have anybody around you and if you're quiet about what you're dealing with we have to yep. stop being so scared of people like judging us or um, everyone is dealing with the same thing. We Everyone is dealing, yep. you know, even if Micah isn't dealing with exactly what I'm dealing with, she's dealing with something like it and I can still be vulnerable with her, you know. Um, yeah. So the enemy can only work with darkness. He yeah, can't work with the light. Yeah. So if something is being exposed, you know, don't allow yourself to 
to feel exposed because your identity is found in the Lord. So you, your your self is not you. What you do is not your identity, mm-hmm. right? So myself, my identity is found in the Lord. But you're shedding light on. You're exposing the issue. You know, not yourself. So don't take that on as uh, I'm being exposed. It's a part of me that the Lord wants to deal with. Um, that's being exposed and he's gonna he's gonna remove it and use it for his glory and ultimately my freedom as well yeah exactly so there's freedom in just sharing and that's one thing you know that while I was dealing with everything I was dealing with this year (laughs) my friends were right there knowing when Mm -hmm. I fell they knew what I was doing they knew because that's a thing too you you need to have a group of friends that um will walk with you will be there that you can just be open with and be like, guys, I'm struggling with this right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Pray for me. Um, Check up on me. Um, You know, I want to be free from this thing, but I also don't at the same time because that's real too. Sometimes we don't want to, sometimes we don't want to fully be free from it because it's enjoyable for the moment. Um, But we know that living for Jesus, we can't always do most of the time. We don't get to do the things that we, um, our flesh wants to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so just having mm-hmm. those people around you that will say, okay, um, you know, that will that will text you or call you at 11 and be like, what are you doing right now? You know, um, how are your thoughts right now? You know? Yes, that is <laughs> so good. I'm so glad you brought that up because most people think that accountability is just once a week or, you know, uh, whatever. After the fact, after I've already sinned, just saying, yeah, I messed up or yeah, I watched porn a couple times this week. Accountability is exposing yourself in the midst of, you know, conviction, not just after after you feel like you've gotten past it. Yeah. And accountability is beforehand yeah. saying, okay, um, you know, I'm about to go here and this, the, this is who's going to be there, um, you know, I need you to check in with me at this time because I, I can't be alone with this person or or whatever. Yeah. I'm learning boundaries on another level right now because I am in love with a guy and anyone who's on my Facebook will know that, that who that person is. His name is Justin <laughs> and he's great, but we can't be alone. We can't, you know, as young people who have, and not just young people, but we have hormones, we have human desires, you know, I have a baby. And so there, when, especially when there's been, when you've lived in sin before, it's familiar to you and you want to experience it even more. And so having to set up accountability and boundaries beforehand, you know, you can't, it's, it's a whole lot harder to say no once you're in the situation. So beforehand setting up using wisdom, accountability and boundaries beforehand so that you set yourself up for success. Yeah, that's you know that's really that's important. huge. Yeah, um, because that's huge. If you're sitting in a dark room with a person and you're trying to you know avoid temptation, <clears throat> of course you're not. You're gonna fall. Like that is literally no! that's literally no! saying um, yeah. Let's just practice self control. No, you're gonna fall. So it's it's also <laughs> using wisdom. Um, don't sit in a dark. It's funny because that's what I I used to do. Yeah. That's what I used to do. I was like, I am strong enough. But that's where we get mm. outside of. That's where we get we get stuck in pride and our righteous yep. righteousness. But it's not ours. Nope. It's our you know our yielding to the Father, recognizing that we don't have it together. So because I don't, I'm not going to put myself in that situation. And as soon as I do, I'm actually stepping outside of the Lord's will because I'm not using wisdom and I'm not listening to His voice. Yeah. So. You know, and, and there's there's grace, there's grace, there's grace, but grace empowers you for the next time. Yeah. You know, so um, 
anyway, yeah, this this was really good. I, I love this chat, and I think this is something that a lot of people need to hear. This is something that I needed to be vulnerable about. Yeah. Um, just good stuff. Yeah, and, and you know, like we said, if, if you can't find anyone and you need an accountability partner, reach out to us. Um, I'll put our mm-hmm. our Instagram and Facebook names in the description, but, you know, that is, like, having a community is so important. Go to your local church and join yeah. a group you know, and get yeah. people's numbers and, and be open. Don't be afraid to ask people um, because you got to be intentional. Yes, yeah. that is intentionality is so important mm-hmm. um, in this walk with Jesus. So I am people laugh at me because I use that word so much. They're like, oh, yeah, I said intentional. I'm, that's Micah's word. But it's so it's such a good word <laughs> yeah, because is. it's we have to be intentional. Yeah. Like most of this walk in stepping out is uncomfortable because again we're learning to live against what we what we feel what is our old nature and so it's going to feel uncomfortable especially if you're you know uh, you're a pretty closed off person you're not you know even just like those those different personality traits and and things that you don't not everybody wants to step out and talk to everybody but being uncomfortable knowing that I need this for the sake of my eternity for the sake of my relationship with God and that I need community I need I am in need of a lot yeah when you recognize I am in need I don't have it together then you become more open to people you become more open to God um and more open of of yourself to God and other people so um, yeah, be open. Recognizing your need for, for people and, and for God and grace. Yeah. Be open because it, it yeah. leads to freedom. It really does. Yeah. Um, and that's what we all want. So this is awesome. Thank you, Micah. I'm excited for people to Thank listen to you, this. Thank you, Letitia. Who, who is Letitia? I love you, Letitia. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to. I had mm. to. All right. You want to pray to close this out? Yes. Let's pray. Um, So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time, God. We thank you, Lord, that you are a God of love, that you are a God of um, grace, Jesus, and that you just desire for us, Lord, to not live in condemnation, to not live, Lord, with um, being stuck, Lord, but you desire freedom for us, God. And I just pray, Father, that whoever hears this this. Um, podcast today, Lord Jesus, that they would encounter you, Lord, that they would understand that um, there's nothing that they can do that is bad enough for them to not run back to you. There's nothing that they can do that's bad enough, Lord, um, for them to not be able to come out of it, Jesus, because you died for our freedom. You died. You removed the cuffs that we had on us, Lord. And you have just um, given us the ability to walk in freedom, Jesus. So I pray that anyone that listens to this today, God, will walk in freedom, Lord. We'll find a community, God. We'll get an accountability partner, Lord. And we'll just begin to speak your truth and your word over them daily, Lord. That they would just begin to put on love. That they would begin to put on um, grace, Lord. That they would begin to put on kindness, Lord. That they'd begin to put these things on, Lord, as they are getting dressed, Jesus. That they will dress themselves in your word. Um, and that Lord, that they would just find freedom and hope in you, Jesus, because Lord, we have found it and we're still finding it daily, Lord. And so we just pray father that you would, um, help us help those that are listening, God, and help our families and, um, just be with us today, Jesus. We love you and we praise you in, in your holy name, Jesus. Thank you, Amen. 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 All right. So good. Thank you, Leticia. And have a wonderful day, y'all. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.